Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 78 of Solar Saturday. Our today's guest, Kedma O, she is a small business superhero and we are going to introduce her in her way. What if you can access a business grant for your company? Kedma O MBA is dubbed the small business superhero. As one of the today's most respected authorities on small businesses funding, O has advised more than 10K businesses leveraging $100 million in funding access. For two decades, O worked in SBA leadership roles with the Women's Business Center Program and Small Business Development Centers. Her best-selling book, Target Funding Through McGraw-Hill, is a navigation system to identify targeted grants and funds for business owners. From a credit score of 450 to 820, O has helped thousands of businesses owners gamify the business funding path towards success. O is a proud fifth generation entrepreneur and her great great grandfather paddled various products throughout Ireland. Her favorite board game is Monopoly and she is an advocate for the autism community. Sometimes you need a funding superhero in your corner. Wow, this is great and a perfect guest to have on the Solid Saturday show. So let's just welcome her and hear more about her entrepreneurship style and the way she's leading her area of interest. Hey, hi, Kedma. Really, very happy to have you on this Saturday and uh, really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Thank you. It's been um, a while, but I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, it's an awesome morning for me as well. Uh, to begin with, our first section is about passion and interest. So you are in this entrepreneurship field quite a long now. So how did you find your interest in towards the entrepreneurship at the entrepreneurship side and what steps did you take that did you take to pursue that passion and what motivates you every day to be an entrepreneur? Well, those are a lot of, those are a lot of questions, but let's take the first one. So the first one is. How did you find your interest in entrepreneurship? That's a great question. I think I was one of the lucky ones because I was born into a family and I'm a fifth generation entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So as a fifth generation entrepreneur, it, it was in our blood, basically in our DNA. Uh -huh. the, the first, the first inkling I learned about the power of entrepreneurship actually came about from my grandmother. Um, I was 14 at the time and I had a chance to move to Ireland. So I'm half Irish and she ran her own business. Now that was back a long, long time ago. That was in the early eighties she ran a fisherman store where she would sell fisherman supplies, Wellington boots, and it was right on, right near Grafton Street. Mm -hmm. She was a tough businesswoman. Mm -hmm. I mean, she handled the register, she handled the customers. And I just remember this like, wow, I wanna be like that when I grow up. <laughs> so, um, so really part of my passion around entrepreneurship came from being around strong, um, family members, especially women that were bold enough during times where it wasn't considered popular to, uh, to actually go into business. Uh -huh. That's great. And uh, uh, what steps did you take actually once you found that, you know, somebody to look up? Uh, what yeah. 
Well, my very first business, um, I will never forget, was in Tucson, Arizona. Um, what happened was I got on I actually was let go from a position, the company folded, and I found myself on unemployment. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to start my business. So I did what everyone else did. Um, I was very young. I wrote my business plan and I was so excited. And I remember bringing my business plan to the banker and I'm like, okay, you know, I've been banking with you for a few years and here's my business plan. My idea was to actually open up a spa. So back in Arizona, you have Miraville and Canyon Ranch and Lowe's, Montana, all these really, really expensive spas mm -hmm. that I could never go to. But I used to go to bed and breakfast. So I thought, why don't I create a bed and breakfast spa? So mm -hmm. here I am at the and I'm bringing my little thing. Of course, I had it all decked out. It looks so beautiful. And he sits me down and he's like, okay, well, um, do you have a job? And I'm like, no, I don't have a job. That's why I'm starting my business. Well, um, do you have any money? N no, I don't have money. Remember, I don't have a job. That's why I'm starting my business. And what turned out to be my wish to have this wonderful banker give me money um, was more like, you need to get a job. And so what I learned from that was I had to rethink how to do business. And so instead of creating my own company, I actually partnered with bed and breakfasts um, in Arizona, created spa experiences. And I was in business about 30 to 45 days later without any funding. So that was really my first taste mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship. And to be honest, I just did it. Wow, that's great. And as you mentioned that, right, you found something which is like a gap in between to find out those cheaper spa. Yes. This is so that is definitely a kind of a, a entrepreneurial mind, actually, whether you when, when you are able to see that gap, actually, what is going wrong and what you are missing. So that's a great step. And thank you <laughs> much for sharing that. Moving towards our next section is about questions from the audience. And we have a two questions shortlisted under that segment. First question that we have is, what is the approach to find how is my solution different from my competitors? Um, rephrase the question so I, I understand how to respond to it. Mm -hmm. So it is moreover about, you know, how you will find differentiate yourself as in the competitor's market. Ah, great question. So what is the approach towards it? Well, I come from innovation. So I used to actually head up innovation for the small business development centers in Oregon. And what I will tell you is, is the first place to go is to look at your own life and what are you not happy with? You know, so many times differentiation come from everyday things that we're working on. We say, why are we doing it this way? Who decided that this is the right way to do it, right? We get frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, differentiation really focuses on uniqueness. Now, if it's differentiation from a position of, can I get a patent? There's very specific requirements. But the first thing I would look at is, what are you trying to solve? And mm -hmm. why, why is it important? And just because you have a problem to solve doesn't mean I want to buy the solution. Uh-huh. So I would first say, first step is look around the, the market and see what are the problems happening and ask people, hey, what's happening? You know, what's working? What's not working? Do that investigation. Feel comfortable doing it. You can do it in a survey. You can do it in a focus group. You uh -huh. can reach out to people. Second thing I would do is I would always look at trends. Follow the trends. See what trends are happening in the market so you can ride the wave. 
-hmm. And the third thing, best thing to do is beta test it. You do, you, you actually put out something and you ask people for feedback. <laughs> and it sounds really simple, but I'll tell you just quick story before we move on. Uh -huh. Because I deal with a lot of inventors, uh, I've probably seen, you know, thousands of inventions that you would just be shocked that are actually being tested. But one of the ones that really sticks to mind was a couple that came to me years ago that had spent already $100,000 on their invention. They didn't understand why nobody wanted it. And when they were talking to me, they were passionate. This is something we needed. We saw this as a problem that we could solve. Well, I said to them, well, what is, what's the product? They uh -huh. said, well, it's a diaper bag that turns into a computer laptop. So you can change your baby's diapers, but you can also have room for your laptop. And I said, have you actually tested this in the market? No. I said, well, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I have three kids and I'm a business owner and I'm never going to mix my diapers with my laptop. Uh -huh. Even if it's a great idea, I'm not going to do it because it doesn't make sense to me. Yes. That's a simple thing that could have probably been solved just by asking the customers before they went and built out the entire product line in manufacturing of the product. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And that's very valid point, I guess, uh, whenever it comes to the business or whenever it comes to owning any product, uh, you should consider the customers first always yes. uh, while designing it. <laughs> so even though it is a great <laughs> idea to save your time and do the multitasking, you should have to think about the real picture of it, reality of it in the real world. Exactly. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, moving towards our one more question under that segment is how would you like to define success for entrepreneurs? How would I like to de define it? Success for the entrepreneurs. I will never define success for the entrepreneurs because success means something different for every single person. For some people, success means a lot of money. For mm -hmm. other people, success means doing what they love. So I think what we have to decide on our own is what does success mean? Mm -hmm. um, you know, that really brings into a whole uh, sort of, you know, um, mental thought around happiness. So mm -hmm. when, I th when I work with a client, mm -hmm. I am always asking, what are you trying to achieve? And will what you achieve make you happy? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now we can look at metrics. If I was thinking from an investor, you know, what is success? Of course, success is going to be, you know, having a successful exit strategy. It's going to be a certain amount of sales we want to reach. It's going to be a certain amount of market share. But to ask me what the success is for that entrepreneur, that's a personal decision they have to figure out. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And that's very well said, I guess, because it's, completely depending on their happiness as well in the course happiness so you can't just define success in a single term right. so yeah that's very true and we are moving towards the next segment which is more or like a fun segment and here what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you three keywords which are more or associated with your profile mm -hmm. and you have to tell me what comes to your mind it can be a replacement keyword or it can be a short definition so whatever comes to your okay. mind uh, you have to just tell. So the first uh, keyword that we have is small business. Oh, well, the foundation of America. Wow, that, that is a really great one. And I think uh, 
uh, economy is a lot more dependent on that. Uh, mm-hmm. The way uh, every country promotes the entrepreneurial side, like mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, and I think USA is in that perspective definitely a number one. I guess. Yes. Uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, the next keyword that we have is profit. Profit, a means to get um, the freedom you want to do what you want. Mm-hmm. And then third one is funding. Oh, funding. Uh, a a a a. Um, I would like to say it's a roller coaster ride when we're searching for the carousel in the amusement park. Wow. Okay, that's a great one. And thank you so much for <laughs> and coming up with the keywords. Yes. Uh, moving towards our next segment is about exploring your career work and volunteering. Mm-hmm. Though you have like a very uh, huge experience, I will, I'll just try to summarize it up here, actually. So sure. the first question that we, we have here is, there is one thought you have shared in your profile. Everyone deserves to win. How do you think we can achieve that? Oh, wow. For me, the, the, the way to achieve it is to have open access and mm-hmm. to remove barriers. And it's a lot easier said than done because a lot of times the barriers we are not aware of, and we may not be able to resolve in our own business. We may have to resolve it through legislation. We may have to resolve it by building community. But, you know, I think that the, I think life and business is a game. Mm-hmm. I think everyone deserves to learn how to play the game right. Uh-huh. If they don't want to play in the game, that's okay. But if they're not given how to play the game, very hard to win. Very uh-huh. hard to win. Uh-huh. So I see life as a game. Sometimes I play Monopoly and it's life as a Monopoly player. Sometimes it's a chess player. But the reality is, is you, got, you really have to know the strategy of the game you're playing so you can win. Uh-huh. Awesome. That is really awesome, actually. And I'm loving talking to you. Uh, so one more question that we have is, you are in a business for such a long time. Any interesting so- story around your success or the failure would you like to share with the audience? Success or failure? Well, one of the rules I always tell everyone I speak with uh-huh. is someone else's opinion of you uh-huh. is not who you have to be. And I want to make sure I'm clear. I always say the best advice you get, if you're going to get advice from someone, I want you to look at their life. Uh I want you to look at what they have. I want you to look at their happiness. And I want you to ask yourself, Uh would I be happy in their life? And if the answer is no, you need to rethink getting advice from them. Uh Uh-huh. And the reason for that is because we're impressed on people. We want to emulate people. And sometimes the people we listen to, they don't have the life that Mm -hmm. they say they have. So it's really important to just stay grounded and know your truth and trust your intuition, especially for women. A lot of times we, we question our intuition. Someone tells us something and we do it. And then I ask them, why did you do it? When you didn't feel it was right. Why did you do it when you felt something inside? Uh-huh. Because they told me, no, trust your intuition. Stop. Your intuition is there to tell you something. Say, you know what? I hear what you're saying. I'm not going to do that right now. Let me think uh-huh. about it. So I learned that. And then the other thing I learned was something I'll never forget. My first boss 
taught me this lesson. Uh, I was very young. I was a sales uh, a rep for a labor agency. And that agency always committed to doing drug testing for everyone that was hired on. So yeah. I would go out and I would get companies and I'd say, we do truck testing. We support that. Don't worry. Except the company wasn't doing it. Uh-huh. So I walked into my boss one day and I said, I just learned Mm-hmm. I'm selling that the company's not drug testing and I'm, I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And she looked right at me. She was probably in her sixties and she said, you don't get paid to think. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get paid to do your job. Mm-hmm. That was the moment I had to ask myself, what is the price for my soul? And I just turned in my papers and I said, I have to quit. So never do anything that's going to question your integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a great one, great story to have. And uh, one thing that you definitely shown from your story is that you always learn through your real experiences. And those are the valuable experiences, actually, when you start your career journey. Um, Meeting people on both the sides, actually, whether those are more encouraging or whether those are discouraging, both kind of experiences, I think, are important in your career so that you can grow faster as well as well in your career so thank you so much our next section is about tips and advice Mm -hmm. Uh, you have given so many tips actually towards the entrepreneurship and your story is definitely kind of inspiring to people out there so just to summarize in this particular section any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or the professionals who are looking to be an entrepreneur and looking this as their long-term career option. Okay. I have a lot of tips. Tip number one, choose your mentors wisely. Uh huh. Choose your mentors wisely. So you don't need to have one mentor, but you can have a few and reach out to them. Say, you know what? I would love to learn from you. Most mentors are pretty reasonable in wanting to give back. Most people don't actually reach out to the mentors. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So second thing is you don't have to spend a million dollars to be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. People are always trying to get more, get more, get more. I like to be very lean. My husband to this day knows me that my favorite places to shop, Amazon and Goodwill. I don't buy a dress that's more than $25, even if I can. My husband says, yes, that's more than $25. I don't need to. Uh-huh. Just makes me look good. Doesn't have to be more than 25 because I've learned that I don't have to be flaunting and spending all this money. If you uh-huh. want to get into entrepreneurship, learn to be lean. Number uh-huh. three, you're going to learn your best mistakes by failing. Uh-huh. And so you want to fail fast and you want to learn and move on. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be painful, but it's the best way to learn. It's better than any book. It's better than any podcast Yes, is <laughs> to, to fail fast and realize that every single person who has quote unquote made it has failed uh-huh. over and over and over again. This is not a one night wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, don't let anyone kill your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they are trying to do that, you're not hanging out with the right people. <laughs> Yes, yes, very true. So, so you don't have to take their advice uh-huh. just to start hanging out with the right people. 
Um, and then the fifth one is probably work on your finances. You know, I'm in the finance world and I went from a credit score of 420 to 820. Work on your finances. Start uh-huh. thinking strategically now. Make decisions as if you were an investor, uh-huh. even if you're a student right now, even if you're only bringing in, you know, three or $400 from a hobby, think uh-huh. like an investor. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Those are on point, actually. Uh, I couldn't ask for better advice than this and hope the audience out there will find it wise as well as insightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. And we are moving towards the leadership side. But before we move, I just wanted to mention that you have the capes, actually, that you always yes. And I love that. And my actually the Solid Saturday podcast uh, logo is more or like that. So you are like a perfect suitable uh, <laughs> brand for that. Yes. So thank you so much for being a guest. And uh, our last segment is about leadership. You are truly leading your area of interest. So what, what is your leadership style if you have to define it and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? Wait, what was the second part? Any the second part is any specific leader that you always follow. Oh, leader, leader. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Uh-huh. Um, my leadership style. So if you follow, there's an assessment called the DISC, but my, and, and the DISC stands for, um, uh, you can be one or two that are, that are, uh, tend to be a stronger personality. Uh-huh. Mine is more dominant and influencing. So I like to inspire people. It's uh-huh. not made up. My story is really like a superhero life. If you know about it but I'm very results driven. So when I go into any environment, if I have to um, coach people in a team, the first, the first rule I say is there will be no drama in this environment. People are like, what, what is she talking about? And then I have to define drama. Drama is you're talking behind people's back. You are trying to put people down. You're trying to discredit them. You're trying to discredit the company. And then I say, this is an open door policy. If you have a concern, if something's going on, meet with me directly, but I will not tolerate drama. And I have done that over and over again. And you will be shocked how quickly the culture changes because we have no tolerance for it. There's no, yeah, no tolerance. You cannot build trust. Yes. Any environment. If you feel that someone is going to stab you, <laughs> so you have to, you have to. So from a leader's perspective, you have to own that. The second thing is you must over deliver mm-hmm. on communication, not on work, on communication. I have a rule: I over communicate, not under communicate. Mm. We are constantly in our heads worrying about what other people think. Mm-hmm. We're on social media. We're listening to people. And the easiest way to resolve conflict is to constantly communicate. So I over-communicate. I make sure someone understands. I ask them for feedback. I let them know here's where I stand. And that eliminates mm-hmm. so much of that. And the third thing, my job is to lift everybody who works for me up. I tell everybody who's ever worked for me, mm-hmm. my number one customer is them, not the customers that we sell to. That's their customer. My customer is my employees. Because mm-hmm. if they're happy, I don't have to worry about the end customer. Yeah. 
that's a great leadership style and uh, whom do you follow actually or admire and why you know i follow a few you know and they you know you know i would love to say i follow um uh celebrities mm-hmm. but those are not who i follow mm-hmm. i follow the quiet leaders mm-hmm. i follow the leaders that are humble Mm-hmm. I follow the leaders that you don't even know are leaders because we don't need a title to be a leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it, and it might not even be in my industry, but it's those leaders that have compassion, but they're not afraid of fighting for what's right. Right. And those leaders are amongst all of us in, 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 in our own communities. And if I call out a celebrity, it will diminish mm-hmm. the true leaders And so I'm going mm-hmm. the true leaders. My leaders are the anonymous ones you have not met yet. Wow. And they're out there making a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all the qualities actually that you mentioned, I heard them actually some of my guests as well. People like those kind of a leaders actually who believe in creating more leaders than the followers and who are little less about themselves and more about people around them. Exactly. so those are always the favorite leaders among the people so thank you so much for sharing and being my guest it was a really very insightful episode for the solid saturday and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show thank you thank you thank you all about kedma and the way she's leading her passion towards entrepreneur passion towards entrepreneur To end this episode, I'm going to have a closure quote from Silva J and Milal P, which says, "P, which says, all choice is made in the mind. All acceptance is made by the spirit. There are not billions of minds in this world at all, but only one, and it is in every one of us." So, on that quote, we are closing today's episode. Hope you will enjoy this episode and see you guys in the next episode. Until we meet, happy leading. Let's lead together. Stay safe. Bye for now.